Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I am so sorry about missing last week, and I am extra sorry that I have conditioned everybody to uh, think that if I don't do the podcast, there's something wrong with me. I so appreciate all of the texts and uh, calls and check-ins and DMs and everything, but, you know, I just, I, I mean half and half, you know, it wasn't like a dire situation. I was just like really tired. And at first I kind of was like, can my old ass just not recover from a bachelorette party? And then it was kind of like, oh, well, my old ass who's, you know, doesn't have health insurance and uh, isn't on her medication. Probably. Yeah. Can't uh, can't recover from shit. So, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, I-, I would say it was nothing to be like too concerned about. But uh, I was having a tough time. I you know, mostly it was just that I was really tired and my body was hurting. It was just like kind of a bad uh, Crohn's and, and fibromyalgia week, I would say. And then that has trickled so kindly into this week. And, you know, I, I think I've been very honest about this with anybody who asks, but losing your job is just a roller coaster. It's the same as as a breakup. I'm telling you, I know you guys are like, Ashley, I'm sick of you saying that, but it's just it's hard not to compare. It's just literally like when you are going through a breakup, there are days where you're like, I am the baddest bitch around and like, fuck them. And like, I'm better and I'm the prize and hell yeah. And then like, sometimes even the same day, even the same hour, you're like having a full breakdown and feeling like, you know, oh my God, they didn't want me, blah, 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 blah. So it's just one of those kind of times. And, you know, I had been interviewing. I've been interviewing at two places right now. Um, I'm really hoping I get the other one. But one of them that I was interviewing with, I was kind of like, you know, this would be cool, but I'm not as like excited about it. And it was kind of like one of these. I feel like I could get this job. It's kind of like, you know, whatever. And I didn't get that job. And a lot happened. So basically on um, (laughs) on Wednesday of that week, I of last week, that week, like it's so like that week um, of last week, I had an interview at like three and at one I had logged onto my computer and realized and I can't can't and don't want to get into it. But like basically I thought I had figured out my health insurance stuff and I had not. And then uh, I called the otter. I was sobbing. You know, this is a phone call one of three in the last like five days that he's received of me just sobbing. Uh, (laughs) Oops. So anyways, I was like crying about that. And he's like, you know, it's okay. You've got two good. You're interviewing at places. You got two good places. And then like literally an hour into me crying, I checked my email and I didn't get the other job. And now I had you know, basically one hour until my next interview to like get my fucking shit together and stop crying. So, you know, he really helped me and talked me through it. And then, you know, I decided to have kitchen dance party. So I got off the phone with him. I listened to The Call by Backstreet Boys and It Makes Me Ill by NSYNC because those are just two of my favorite jam songs. And I was like in the corner because all my windows were open. I didn't want anyone to see my dance party. So I was like in the corner of my kitchen just jamming and, you know, end up getting to do the interview. And I think it went well, but we'll see. Um, I'm trying to do it's like really hard because there's a part of me that's like manifested into the universe, you know, like I got the job and like keep telling yourself that. And then there's the other part of me that 
just doesn't want to get too excited, you know, so it's kind of hard. But I think what happened is I just kind of fell off my little routine of I just I fell off my routine in general. But I had but especially when it came to applying for jobs, like I was really having a good routine of five a day. And I think when I fell off that and, um, you know, I it was a twofer. I was trying to give myself some grace and like, OK, well, you never really don't have to work. So, you know, relax. But I think I went a little too far in the relaxing and not pushing myself corner. And, you know, life's a climb, but the view is great. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of, you know, trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. And sometimes I just fall way too deep into that. And so anyways, last week I was just overwhelmed and, you know, didn't have the energy. But This morning, uh, we're coming off a hot cry. Uh, I (laughs) this is cry three with the otter um, this morning, but, you know, it's okay. He cheered me up and we're going to have a great day today and I'm super excited about it. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good day. And I was like, I have to do the podcast. Like, I know it's going to make me feel better when I when I get it through. And so now now that I'm talking to you all, I feel a lot better and I'm so happy that I'm here. So thank you, everyone, for your messages and calls. And I'm sorry, I, you know, isolation is my unfortunately my go to uh, mechanism. And so, um, yeah, I have a lot of texts I need to to get back to. But, you know, it's okay. We had a depression week. I'm hopefully on the up and ups and like it's okay. Um, just to turn. I don't know why this is the subject I decided I want to turn to, but I wrote this note down because I was just wondering if anybody else feels this way or if I'm alone. But like, does anybody else get so embarrassed when you are like the first person to like someone's picture, especially if it's within like the first hour, like especially if it's like seconds ago, you know, I liked this guy's photo and he's a friend of mine, you know, whatever from years ago. I don't I haven't talked to him in a really long time, but I liked his picture. And then I saw the timestamp and it said posted a minute ago. And I I don't know. I just felt like the biggest stalker in the world and gave me such anxiety. And this happens all the time. And sometimes it will even freak me out to the point where I'll see someone's post and then I'll see that they just posted and I'll scroll past it. And then I'll try to remind myself to come back and like it later. So if there's a post, if I'm a regular poster uh, liker of your post and I haven't liked it in a minute, it's because I'm too afraid that I will like it too soon. So I, I will come back to it. But is that illogical or is anyone else fucking crazy like me? I really I don't hope anxiety for everybody, but I do not want to be alone on this. So uh, please DM me at Ashley Sleek, Instagram and TikTok. I think I deleted my Twitter. I kept getting my Twitter hacked, actually. So I kind of got rid of it. Um, Sorry. Sorry, Twitter. So (laughs) anywho, I was just wondering if anyone's crazy like me. So this weekend was actually really fun. The hard part is, is I have these like fun weeks. But then when I'm alone, I'm like grumpy gremlin. So uh, I went to a Cinco de Mayo party on on. Friday, like a little gathering at friend of the podcast, bestie of my life, cousin Danielle's house. And so we'll talk about this later in the dating segment of the podcast. But Danielle and her boyfriend, Kevin, were the first people who met the otter. We went on a double date. So exciting. All the deets to come later. But we uh, (laughs) we did. um, She was having this party and I was like, 
what can I bring? And she's like, nothing. She's the hostess with the motherfucking mostess. Like, I swear to God. But and that's and, you know, I'm a hostess with the mostess. So coming from me, you know, game recognizes game, as I say. So I was like, what can I bring? And she's like, nothing. I'm like, well, you know, I could make the guacamole from Chipotle, you know, going back to my days. If you're new here, uh, once upon a time, I worked at Chipotle. I got all the way out to being a takeout specialist. They did ask me to become a manager. Um, No big deal. But I did turn that down because I wanted to focus on radio. And here we are today. But I was like, I think I still got this. You guys, making guacamole is so fucking hard. Like, okay, I'm not complaining about it because I had a good time. But listen, it's not that the making of it's hard. It's smashing the goddamn avocados. And can I just like make a suggestion to the world? Okay, if you are going to sign up to hand make guacamole, please, for the love of God, make sure you have a masher. Like, you know, one of those potato mashers like I didn't have one. So your girl was getting creative. So I went to TJ's. I bought the pack of mini cottos because they seemed the squishiest. And I was like, I think that's how it's supposed to be. And I was mashing these damn avocados for probably 45 minutes. Like the otter called me and I was out of breath. And he's like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm mashing. And so um, I here's a couple things that I used. So I used the bottom of a jar for a while. I like use a knife to like cut up the avocado at some point because I was like, this is not happening. And then I was using the bottom of a jar to mash. And then I used like a flat spatula and was just cutting and cutting and cutting until like it looked a little mushy. I like sent a picture of the otter and he's like, it's a little chunky. And I was like, it's going to be chunky. Like, (laughs) I don't know. And um, I will say this, like I got a good arm workout and I was looking back on it and I'm like, you know what? I was so, isn't that the worst when we're older and we look back and we're like, God, we were so fit, but we thought we were so fucking fat. Like, I hate society for doing that to us. But, you know, back in the day, I thought I was so fat and I hated my arms. And I was a fucking lacrosse player who made guacamole on a regular basis at Chipotle. I was probably so fucking hot and I had no appreciation for how goddamn sexy I was in my nice ass arms because I was too insecure. Like, ugh. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. So I don't know. Part of me thinks I should just keep making guacamole because I have been doing wall ball and it's like enjoyable for me because it feels like it doesn't feel like I'm doing an arm workout. So maybe I need to get on the guacamole train and I just start making guacamole for people. And that's like what I do with my life. I I am fun employed. I've got the time. Uh, but in the, the worst part of it was that like I don't like guacamole because I don't like avocado. And so I wasn't able to taste test it. So like I had no idea. So I got I got really stressed going over there and I went early because I was like, you have to try the guacamole and then tell me if it's good or not so we can panic and I can go the Safeway or something, get you some real guac. But it sounded like people loved it, which was good news. I had such a good time. Danielle and I tried the Sunny D seltzers and you guys, I feel really bad saying this, but they weren't good. They weren't good. And I listen, I think this is my own burden to bear is that, as I mentioned here on the podcast before, I used to drink. Sorry, dad. In college, my cocktail was Sunny Delight and Raspberry Smirnoff. And I'm telling you right now, right now. And that is with the Raspberry Smirnoff. It was better. It was better. I think the problem is, is I don't know why we have to turn everything into a seltzer. Like if you just had a hard Sunny D, like 
let's go back to the OG who started this all, Mike's Hard Lemonade, okay? They were the first one that's like, let's take a basic bitch drink, like something people love from childhood, and make it an alcoholic beverage for adults. Like, Mike's Hard Lemonade went hard, and, you know, they're pretty good. Like, you couldn't pay me to drink one now because I'm evolved, but, you know, back in the day, that was a good drink. And I think I just wanted Sunny Delight with vodka. And the fact that it was bubbly, because... I don't know if it's just me and I realize that I am a texture person also because of course and the texture of Sunny D is just a little thicker you know what I mean like orange juice is a little thick Sunny D is a little thick she's a thick queen and just this the bubbly in it it was just it was not it for me kids it was not it I was I'm so sorry I'm so grateful for my dad for getting these for us and I'm so glad that I got to try it and we did take a little video, so I'll get that up on TikTok. You can see it at Ashley Sleek. But yeah, they weren't good. I think we were being nice when we rated them. I think Danielle gave it a 7.5 and I gave it a 6. But honestly, I would give it a 4. There's a reason it's being sold at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it is what it is. Uh, I also, okay, so at that party, you guys, I, I don't mean to sound like a dumb bitch. OK, I really I don't mean to. But every once in a while, apparently that is the vibe. So what happened was let's say, OK, sorry, I keep stopping because I just feel like I need to justify myself. I've said it before and I'll say it 100 times. I am in the learnings of basketball. OK, basketball has never been one of my top sports, but I'm like, you know what? I can respect the Warriors. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, a couple things, as you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool if the Sacramento Kings like won, you know, and I got absolutely roasted. Abs the looks, the side eye, the the absolute I'm going to murder you looks that I got so saying that I was just saying I've never seen them win before. Sacramento is such a, you know, a random city. People live there, but it's like, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was I guess it's not a random city. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's just like. You just never hear the Sacramento Kings winning. I just said it It sounded like it could be cool. Like, obviously, I'm rooting for the Warriors. But if they were to lose, it would be cool for the Kings to win. I would root for them. OK, well, I didn't learn my lesson at all that last time. So I was sitting on the couch and we were watching the Suns game. And a little bit about the Arizona Suns or the Phoenix Suns. Are they called the Suns? I'm sorry. I should have looked this up ahead of time. Anyway, something about... Arizona basketball is they have really cute uniforms. So I remember that the Otter and I were watching a game and I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is Kevin Durant doing on this team? I thought he was on the Warriors. Apparently Kevin Durant has been on the Warriors for a really long time. So then he went on to tell me all the hot goss about, and I think I talked about this on a, po on a podcast episode about you know, Kevin Durant, he and these like two other guys were going to like do a team together or whatever. And it was going to take down the Warriors and they were like going to be this big three. And one of them was James Harden, who he thought I wouldn't know, but I did know because he did Khloe Kardashian. So like, hello. But um, anyways, so he was this is the day he was telling me all this. And I was like telling them the story about how I didn't know that Kevin Durant wasn't on the Warriors anymore. We all had a good laugh. And I was like, but, you know, I really love the uniforms for you know, this team. So I feel like if the Warriors don't win, like I'll automatically be rooting for them. And once again, it was like, you thought I would kick someone's goddamn dog. OK, you would have thought I like told someone their baby's ugly, which some of them are. But you would never say that to someone's face. And it's just like, OK, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that if all I said was if and they're like, we don't even go there. We don't even go there. And I'm like, OK, 
I am not going to be the reason that the Warriors lose. Okay, me saying that if they lost, I would root for the Suns because they have cute jerseys. I don't know. I don't think that's the fucking biggest crime that I've committed in the world. It's actually not even the worst thing I've ever said. Okay, the worst basketball thing I said was when I didn't know what a dub was. Okay, and I had to learn about Dub Nation, and it's obviously the W. So you know, I don't understand why everyone was trying to crucify me. And I'm like, listen, I'm coming into the game, and one of the girls was like, listen, we just don't do that in sports. And I said, okay, I feel like I need to just say something here. Like, I am a sports fan. Okay. I didn't mean to come off as some ignorant bitch, but I do love sports overall and I watch them a lot. So I didn't appreciate, I didn't feel like I felt a little bit like it was like, okay, here's this little bandwagon, which I am being, and I have no shade to the bandwagon life, but I just, listen, I'm not trying to come off like some bimbo who doesn't know sports, but I think what it is, and I was telling the story to my dad and I said, you know, What happened is that when you play for a losing team your whole life, okay, and you go to a high school that has losing teams, you're just kind of used to losing. So you're always trying to find the golden, you know, like like something else to look for. I don't know why I was about to say the golden rule, because that's not what applies here. And I'm not editing the podcast, but, (laughs) you know, it was just kind of like, oh, you look and you're just happy for other people. So you're always kind of like, well... If I lose, like, I'm going to try not to lose. Like, I, I trust me, I've said it before. I leave it all on the field mentality. I was a I was a bad bitch. I worked really fucking hard. And I don't think anybody could ever say I slacked in a game and anything. Even when I played co-ed intramural indoor soccer, Stars and Stripes, we did win championships multiple times. And even though that didn't mean anything, I still worked really hard and took it seriously. Okay, so... All that is to say that sometimes you just grow up playing for losing teams. So you're just used to losing. So you're just kind of like, okay, well, if they don't, you know, if they don't win, we'll do something else. So and this isn't help with what I'm about to say, because I did watch the Warriors game last night because I was like, okay, people, my friends loved the sports corner of the podcast. And I feel like I did it when the 49ers were going like on the path to Super Bowl. And so I'm like, okay, the Warriors are on the path to shit. What is <laughs> the way I don't know basketball is so embarrassing. Um, I can see the trophy in my head. I just don't know what they're. I know it's not the final four because that's a college thing. Shit. What is the what is basketball? Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The basketball big cup thing. So I was like, I'm going to tune in. And of course, I tune into the most stressful fucking basketball game I have ever seen in my life. Did you guys watch the game on? So it would have been Monday night. So now this is Wednesday when the podcast would be coming out. I'm recording on Tuesday. I swear to God, I gave myself another hernia. Like that was so goddamn stressful in the drama. So if you didn't watch it, it was literally and I'm not even being dramatic when I say this. It was back and forth. It was like score, score, score. But then Steph Curry kept missing shots and it was stressing me out because I didn't want people to be mean to him. Because the one thing about me is like, I might not know basketball, but I know fucking Aisha Curry. Okay. I, I live and breathe that bitch. I think that she is, she's the one. Okay. And I know Steph Curry is the one, but like Aisha. Okay. And anyways, so I was just watching it and I didn't want people to be mean to him. So I was really stressed out that he wasn't making shots. And then I was like, hold on, you're going to tell me that we have 
Draymond Green on this team, who is such a sassy, sassy man. And I love him. I love his attitude. I like that he's mean, but he's like, he looks like a little, like, he looks like he'd be so fun to party with, but also like, don't get on his bad side. So all I wanted to see, and I brought this up the other night, was I, I, I learned that Tristan Thompson is now on the Lakers. Hot goss. So I have so many questions because it's like, okay, so now he's living in L.A. So he's probably like, oh, shit, like this would have been my chance. Like, you know, he just wants to get laid all the time. And he's like, well, I could have been with Chloe and got regular puss. But like instead, she's not going to have me back. And now I live in L.A. And awkward. But OK, I just wanted something bad to happen to Tristan Thompson. And I'm like, OK, so we have Draymond Green. Like, and you have to I just feel like Draymond Green gives me vibes that he watches Keeping Up the Kardashians. I will not be explaining but I genuinely believe that he knows at least who they are. And I feel like if we would have put Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green on the court together, I just feel like something would have happened. Like, I just want him to, like, trip him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just wanted something to happen. But I don't think Tristan Thompson ever saw the court, which also made me happy. Because, like, sit on the fucking bench where you belong. You two-timing, cheating, little shit. Okay? So, anyways, back to the game. Uh, LeBron James is on the team, which made that really exciting. There was a lot of like him against Curry. So because they're kind of the two best basketball players, what I couldn't get over was number 15 on the Lakers look like an accountant. You cannot tell me that that boy was built to be a basketball player. It was cracking me up. I was like, who let the referee on the field like or on the court? You know what I mean? Like, go look him up and tell me that he does not look like and I'm not trying to be mean, but he this looks like an accountant. And I was so distracted. But he was so good, too, which was even weirder. Like, I wouldn't even say that, um, you know, that that LeBron James was the star of the show. He was like kind of just a supporting actor. And he tried to shoot one th- one three that I saw and he missed it. And I know that Steph Curry missed a lot of them, but at least he was trying. Like, I don't know. It was just it was just drama on drama. And of course, the Warriors lost. And I was like, damn it. Now I'm going to say that I watched the game and everyone's going to make even your fail. But it was such the drama. So back and forth. I'm trying to think of like what else happened because it was just honest to God, so stressful. But I was also editing my dad's and I's episode of the podcast that's coming out this Friday at the same time. So I was a little bit distracted. But all I have to say is that um, it was it was dramatic. And I'm sad that the Warriors lost, but I feel like they're going to come back. I really do. I'm manifesting it now, okay? I'm not rooting for the goddamn Suns. Leave me alone. But the drama was piping hot. And I have to say this. I really feel like the people on the Warriors are best friends. I didn't get the same chemistry from the Lakers. So if I wasn't, so if I was from Arizona and I was picking one of these teams, I would pick the Warriors strictly because I feel like they're friends. And like they did this one pass sequence that was so beautiful, like gorgeous, gorgeous. And I feel like if you're watching the game, you know what I'm talking about. But it was just like, bam, 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 bam. There were a couple times where they were trying to bam, 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 bam. And then like someone wasn't there. And that was like really painful to watch. But I think the other thing is I'm watching Last Chance University or Last Chance U. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix, because obviously she's in the sports talk world. And so I've been watching the basketball one. And just, you know, I'd already started watching it, but I feel like I was getting in the mood, you know, because I will say the basketball sports docs are like really fucking good. I think they're all good. I think Full Swing might be my favorite one right now, but the last dance is like pretty close. But anyways, I started watching Last Chance U and basically if you haven't seen this, the the concept, and I think this is for all of them, I think it started with football. It's like it's a junior college and they're talking about how, you know, They're trying to get their team to be good and like win championships so they can get scouted by like a a four year or division one school, whatever. So it's super juicy. 
I'm having here's my problem, though, is I am on the first season and it's East L.A. I think the story is really compelling. The coach yells way too much. And I was a coach, so I understand. OK, and I've had male coaches. I've had female coaches and and I know that I'm a female, but like I just feel like the yelling is so unnecessary and I get his passion. I understand what it was like to see a team that could go to championships and like them just and you feeling like they just don't want it as much as you do. Like it that's so frustrating. Like I remember my senior year of college when I was at Sonoma and I was playing lacrosse. We literally got into championships and I I was the vice president at the time. I was the captain and you know they told us there's no way you're making it to championships like whatever like we didn't think we were going to make it. And then at the last minute, you know, we were kind of the fifth seed and the fourth seed dropped out. So we got to go to championships. And I remember being so excited and I called all the girls and we had a meeting and not everybody wanted to go. And I just couldn't fucking believe it. And I remember one girl saying to me, she's like, well, I'll just go next year. We'll just make it next year. And I was like, what? Like that concept to me was so fucking wild. And also I was like, um, excuse me, bitch. Like, I'm not going to be here next year. Like, how the fuck do you know you're making championships? I'm just kidding. They were a really great team and they were going to probably go without with or without me anyways. But I was like, I put my whole fucking life on this like team. You know, I've done so much and I cannot believe that my senior year, we finally make it to championships and people just didn't want to go. So I gave the speech of a lifetime if you did not do not know the story and you were on this team, I'm so sorry you're finding out now. But I was three margaritas in and, um, you know, people said it was great and a lot of girls came and whatever we went on, we didn't win. But it was such a wonderful experience and my first time going to championships. And anyway, so I understand like the passion, the frustration, but this guy's just so angry and also unpopular opinion. But he just brings a lot of religion into it. And I just feel like relax. You know what I mean? Like. I was saying this to my cousin, Danielle, and I know that it's controversial to say on the podcast, but I don't care. It's my podcast. I was just saying that, like, if I was sprinting my ass off. OK, so my dad used to coach me and he would make us run so fucking much to the point where I was like, I'm I'm not talking to him at dinner. And if I got done sprinting my ass off and then my dad was like, good job finishing second. That was God's plan. I'd be so fucking livid. I would be so livid because I'm like, you are not about to tell me that I just sprinted my ass off. OK, and it was God like, no, 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 no. I did not just I did not just run to the point of throwing up and you're going to tell me yeah, that was God. God did that for you. What about I don't see Jesus out here running next to me in his sandals. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I understand. I'm not trying to shit on the religious people. OK, this is not my purpose. I'm just saying that if I work my ass off and someone was like God's plan, I'd be like, Huh? What? What What about my hours of wall ball and shit? So anyways, that's just me. That's just me. Um, <laughs> you guys, I recognize that this is why I can't skip a week. I have so much to talk to you about. And I'm like looking at my list. So I want to give you some I'm sorry what updates. And then I'm going to talk about Kirchner's batch. Do some dating. I'm sorry what I might have to skip Ask Ashley again. You guys were just too stacked this week, which is always a good problem to have. So let me just give some I'm sorry what updates. Hi, um, sorry I missed last week, of course, but I did give you two loving episodes the week before. So fun um, having George on the podcast. If you haven't listened, please go give it a listen. Um, 
I had the best time recording with him. And then we were together for Charisma's bachelorette party, which was so funny because literally we recorded the episode and then I was like, okay, stay on. We're planning this party together. I'll talk more about that after the commercial. But uh, it was it was so fucking fun. And this week I'm going to have my dad on the podcast. So if you missed it, I had my dad on the podcast like a year ago, I think, maybe even longer now. And it was so fun. We talked about him, you know, being a public speaker and, you know, all sorts of like fun little anecdotes and shit. And so he has been a officiant like myself. Obviously, he's married, you know, uh, he's been the father of the bride, obviously not for me, tragic, um, but <laughs> not yet. Um, and then he actually was also a DJ, which I forgot to mention until like halfway through the episode. But like I there's so much laughter. It's just such a good time. Like it's just a genuinely like good time episode. I really think you're going to love it. So that's going to come out on Friday. I do have to say this, though, like I want to issue a pre-apology because my I'm sorry what moment was, um, I'm just going to spoil it, is that I said your officiate needs to be at your rehearsal. And I recorded this before I like attended a rehearsal where the officiant wasn't there. And then I forgot that I'd also been at a wedding where the officiant wasn't there and like for the rehearsal. And I just wanted to issue a public apology because I feel like I don't want anyone to like listen to the podcast and think I'm talking about them. So I'm, I'm issuing a public statement ahead of time. But I left it in the podcast because good shit. So anyways, um, <laughs> I'm really excited for those both to drop. And then if you missed George's episode of the podcast, please go check it out. I think you're going to love it. Uh, we I just had the best time with George. He's so great. He gives a lot of good insight. He's planned a bunch of bachelorette parties as well. He's been in weddings. He's been a groom. We get to hear his side. So if you listen, um, I think around the time I had my dad on the podcast, I had Eloy on and he told the story of the engagement from his, like he's the one who proposed. So then we kind of got George's perspective, which was really fun. And then, you know, he's also worked in catering. So just a lot of like really fun wedding insights. And I love doing the wedding podcast. You guys, I'm having such a good time. I am I'm just so happy and I'm, I'm so glad it's all come together and I'm excited to do more episodes. And like, don't forget about the uh, Ask Ashley. You can ask me wedding questions if you'd like. Ask me questions for this podcast too. Um, obviously, I want to hear them all. I, I loved it. This week I got asked, I was going to answer one about the otter, but I'll probably say that for next week because we have so much to talk about. So anyways, uh, don't forget to submit your Ask Ashley questions, which is, sorry, the commercial that's going to play right now. So a little redundant, but you love me, so it's fine. Hi friends, you know I love answering your questions and Ask Ashley has been a favorite of the I'm Sorry What podcast and now you can do it for both podcasts. Ask me questions for I'm Sorry What or I'm Sorry What Weddings. Same link, super easy. You can find it on my Instagram or on my TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Click that link in the bio and give me your questions. I can't wait to hear and answer them all. Love you, bye. Okay, serious question. Can you all hear my stomach growling? It's being so obnoxious. I ate, by the way, like I literally ate breakfast. I had toast and I had fruit and I don't know, my stomach's just being such a diva. It's like, can you relax? And I'm going to talk about Cantina Day. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. Let me pause. So today's date day with the otter um, is that as long as the weather stays good, we are going to go to the Taco Bell Cantina, the pretty one, like the one on the beach. Like I am so excited. If you don't know, I was driving to Bessie the Podcast, Gabby's bridal shower, and I was on the phone with the otter. And it was really funny because we were having this 
we were having a talk about how we were going to talk. Um, this was like our first, you know, kind of serious conversation or whatever. And we were talking about it. And in the middle of this like very serious, you know, moment, I'm like, <gasps> he's like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? I'm like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. And he's like, what? I'm like, it's it's the Taco Bell Cantina. It's the Taco Bell Cantina on the beach. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I was like, I didn't know I was going to see it in person ever. And, you know, since we, we have this moment where we are, um, you know, both getting the same days off because I have all the days off. Uh, you know, we've been trying to do like fun adventures and stuff every day, every week. And uh, so today is Taco Bell Cantina Day. And I'm so excited. So I'm like, Stomach, you are going to be so upset later. Like you're going to be so mad at me. So like, just be cool for the podcast. So anyways, I'm sorry if you've been hearing that. But let's talk about my girl Karishma's last swing before the ring, baby. So I got to plan a bachelorette party. Um, this is my 12th time being in a wedding. This is wedding number 12, maid of honor number five. So excited. And what's so funny about Krishma is that she played lacrosse with me in college and she, but she played high school golf and she loved it. And like, I will never forget there was this time where they were doing this like golf challenge or something right outside the lib, as we called it, the library at Sonoma State. And she made a stop so she could hit a couple balls and join this like competition. And it's just it's something we used to joke about all the time. So when we were picking things for her bachelorette party, I'm like, can I please do golf? I'm like, please release me. I had seen someone do country club tennis on Pinterest and I was like, oh, golf would be so cute. And I had just watched full swing. So I was in it, you know, and I was like, last swing, last swing before the ring. And she agreed. And so it was so fun. The decor was on point. I have to give a big thank you to um, my best friend from high school. One of my best friends from high school, Jasmine, she owns a Cricut. So she has become my own personal Etsy store for uh, weddings. She has made all sorts of things for me. I think starting with Haley's and she did errands and yeah, now she's done a uh, Christmas and she came, which was really fun. So she made me this really cool backdrop. And then we had a sash um, with a little, everything had like, two golf sticks with a little golf tee and a ring on top. It was super cute. Uh, and we had matching cups. We had koozies. And I had tried really hard to make. <laughs> I wanted to make a like a golf, you know, field or whatever course. Hello, Ashley, a golf course with jello shots. So I was like, I'll do green and blue jello shots. Well, cheap bitch express Ashley over here went to the Walmart to get some supplies for the trip. And I saw that the blue jello was a dollar 16, but they had a pineapple jello that was 66 cents. And I was like, oh my God, pineapple would be so good. When I do drink a cocktail, which is very rare, I will either order a Dirty Shirley or a vodka pineapple. So I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And I was like, I'll just put blue food dye in it to make it blue. Well, obviously, if you put blue food dye into yellow, it would make it fucking green. And I already had got green because I was doing lime tequila as the other one. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. So anyways, I didn't make my golf course, but I did do little green ones that I put uh, some flags in there. So they look like a, a little hole. And then I made her her own custom uh, signature drink called the Courage Machine, because that's what we called her in college. And uh, it was really good. It was strawberry lemonade from Trader Joe's with two bottles of two buck chuck from TJ's. And then I added a little bit of vodka and then I added 
lemons and strawberries in there and it was so good it wasn't really sweet I would say it was like a little bit more tart which she liked it was I I would have liked it a little bit sweeter but you know she she didn't eat that so respect to her um <laughs> it was perfect for her who was the person it was supposed to be for so that was really fun and then um so on Friday she got there. Well, I drove down on Thursday because we did this in L.A. So shout out to Bessie's of the podcast, Eloy and George, because they hosted us at their um, at their place, which was so fun. It made it so easy. Like, I wish I could do every bachelorette party the way that I did Christmas, because what I did was I drove down on Thursday and I went and stopped in and saw my aunts because um, anytime I get to Southern California, I try to see them. They're some of my favorite people. So I popped in there and then um, I went to Eloy and George's right after and prepped everything. And it was so nice because I could make the jello shots. I could make the drink. I could decorate like I was able to do all that before she even got there, which was so fun and uh, so stress free because I could be like, do you have this? Do you have this? So uh, anyways, on Friday, she arrived um, after George and I watched the uh, latest episode of Vanderpump Rules. I had to switch the celebrity. I had to sneak away from the celebrity segment too but I I did watch Vanderpump Rules and that was juicy as hell but anyways so um we watched Vanderpump and then Krishma got there and then I had asked her because you know I was doing the whole champagne goals thing and I had the the goal of going for a walk or doing some exercise every day and journaling every day which by the way I did both shout out so anyways I uh wanted to see if she wanted to do something like a hiker or something like that because she is a fitness bitch like this girl loves a hike like she's always you know we were going for a hike and I called her on Friday morning she's like oh I'm just finishing up my what my walk and I was like your walk we're going on a fucking hike like you know she's one of those and so I was like oh do you want to do this I was like we'll do touristy things we'll go hike the Hollywood sign Jasmine and I did it when I was living in LA in between my junior and senior year of college, which I also should have remembered that during that time I was a full blown athlete. OK, and not the fat leap that I am today. And so um, anyways, we go into this hike and basically I accidentally took us on a five mile two hour hike. I Listen, I didn't mean to, obviously. OK, I did not remember. We also went a different path than I did with Jasmine. But like, you know, I was like, I remember it being a little difficult, but it was like fun. And this was still fun. But I was like, oh, shit, your girl is struggling so hard. Like the struggle is so real. But I really it just it was the first initial like 10 minutes where I was like, what did I get myself into? And then I got really into it and it ended up being so fun. We took pictures by the Hollywood sign. Um, it was it was just such an amazing time. I We brought some White Claws with us, of course. I couldn't drink mine because I was out of breath. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we were starving. So we went to like a Ralph's or whatever. I don't know. It was probably like somewhere nicer than that, but basically like a grocery store. And what was right across the street from that gro random grocery store that we stopped in? Oh yeah, it was Schwartz and Sandy's with none other than Tom motherfucking Sandoval himself standing outside. I could not believe my eyes. I was like, holy fucking shit, it's Sandoval. Like, <gasps> like the gossip, the tea. It was just, it was so, oh my God, it was everything. I was absolutely dying. And so we tried to take a picture of him from across the street, but like Schwartz and Sandy's is legitimately in this, the most random spot I've ever seen. And George was like, we need to go there. And I was like, listen, if we have the energy, we will go. Spoiler, we did not. But I am determined to make it back down there. So uh, anyways, okay, on Friday, then we showered. 
had some more jello shots, got ready. And then we went to dinner, which George booked and it was so fun. So my cousin Morgan came as well. She's just such a good time. And then two of my favorite people, Bethany and Carrie came and Carrie's son was there too. And they are so fun. So uh, George told me that they were going to be in town and I was like, they absolutely have to come out with us. That's going to be so fun. They're just, you know, you just meet people and you're like, these people are just a good time. So it was so fun hanging out with them and the dinner was amazing. So what they had was a special where for uh, you paid like $30 in or $20. Was it 20 or 30? Honestly, I don't remember. But anyways, it might even been 15. No, 30. I don't know. Anyways, you guys, whatever. Basically, you paid for like a certain amount of time. You got unlimited like champagne, wine, or beer. And so I was like taking down beers, doing my thing. The food was really good. It was like small plates. The vibes were just immaculate. And I could just tell she was having such a good time. It was so funny because I have to say this, and I know this isn't the wedding podcast, but like, I just want to say this to my brides out there. The biggest stress that I, I have heard about, uh, not the biggest, obviously, I'm being a little dramatic when I say that, but the acquiring of white outfits and dresses sounds very stressful for every bride that I've talked to. And I just want you to know that you don't have to do that. Like, it's just fun to make you stand out and we want you to feel like a bride. Like as a five time maid of honor, I can tell you that the goal is that we just want you to feel like a bride. And Charisma was very stressed about the white situation. And I was like, I have a veil for you and I have a sash. So people are going to know that you're a bride. Like you do not wear whatever you think is comfortable. And she wore the super cute romper and people still congratulate her. I will make sure you look like a bride. If if white outfits is stressing you out, like you don't need them. OK, it's a it's a wedding tip on the wrong podcast right now. OK, so I just don't want you guys to stress. Just have fun. OK, wear what you want to wear. So anywho, uh, then we went out to a gay bar, which was so fun. And it was, I think, like Latina night or something. And like it was such fun music. Vibes were immaculate. Also, she's getting married in Mexico. So it kind of like all worked out really tied together. And um, it was just so much fun. Uh, we had some friends meet us out there and we just danced and had more drinks. And then we came back and went to bed. And it was just like the best freaking time. And then Saturday I knew was going to be one of my favorite days, obviously, because we had a bottomless mimosa brunch, my bitches. Like, oh my gosh, so we went for a hot girl walk in the morning, got some coffee. Uh, well, she did. I can't drink coffee. And then we went to brunch and it was so fun. I had been to this brunch place with Eloy and Yatenia before, and I had such a good time. And we went back and it was just so amazing. So at brunch, it was myself, Charisma, Eloy, uh, our friend Yesenia and, and Jasmine. So we just like and we all wore our golf country club attire. And so Krishna had the cutest like white golf skirt with a little pink top and she had her little sash on. Oh, my God. It was just with her veil. It was so fun. And then we got to play the uh, the pub game. So basically, listen, I don't know the rules of golf and it was stressing me out. And so I made up my own game. I know that there's a million ways to play pub golf. But what I did was I made each drink a score and then you were basically just trying to get the lowest score. So a um, a shot was one, a cocktail was two, beer, wine, or seltzer was three. If you did a shot and a drink, that was negative one. And then if you didn't finish a drink, that was plus one. And if you didn't order a drink at all, that was plus two. So I created a game that I was going to lose, by the way, because I strictly drink 
wine seltzers and beer. So like I already knew that I was fucking myself over, but I did it anyways. And it was so fun and worth it. So uh, we went to um, this place and shout out to Eloy for helping me so much because, you know, what's great is if you go somewhere where someone lives, like they know where all the good bars are and everything. So Eloy and George were super great with that. So we went to the first place. The vibes were immaculate. And uh, luckily, one of um, uh, Krishma and I's friends bought everybody a shot, except for me, because I'm a little bitch. And so we did. They got a shot and they got a drink. So minus one already. And I'm already at three. Like, I suck. And uh, anyways, so we like popped through the bars and George met us at uh, the first place, but we were doing rounds. So it was like once we all decided we were getting a drink again, that was a round. So if you skip that round, then like, you know, whatever. So George had two rounds to catch up with and he did. So then we went to this like we walked by this random little dive bar and I'm like, we got to go in there. They'll probably have a BJ shot because Krishma also had that checklist to do, which I love. And uh, so I cannot believe how hard it is to find a BJ shot. Like I did not know that a part of my life was going to be a constant quest to find a blowjob shot. And I just, I didn't see this coming for me, but you know, here we are and it's fine, but why is it so hard? So anyways, I couldn't do that. But what, what we did find was, um, you know, a, a man that was questionable, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If you see somebody at a bar in a veil, you know, I would, I think that screams unavailable. But, you know, there are those men who are like, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score or whatever. And it's like, no, we're all here for a bachelorette party. Like, she's not interested. There was a picture of her fiance on the veil. So first it started cool. This guy looked like the guy from LMFAO with the hair. And he did say he, you know, like, was a musician. So I was like, is this LMFAO? But I don't think so. But anyways, he had told me that he was had just been dumped like mere hours before he was at the bar. And I was like, oh, OK, like fun. And he's like, well, let me help the bride. Like, I'll buy her a shot because that was one of the things on the checklist. And then he was just kind of like creepy with her. And then he was like, you know, I would I've been engaged before or, and I I just want the best for you. He just like kept giving her speeches and she was like, having her best life. She didn't give a fuck about this guy. She was just like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, so she like walked, I'm like, oh, go see George or something. I'm like trying to get away from LMFAO. This motherfucker then turns to me. He's like, so what's the deal with that little thing? And I'm like, looking around. Like, I can't, I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you pointing to the, the bride that you just talked to that you literally just said, good luck on your marriage and I'm happy for you and bought her like a congratulatory shot? Or, Is that the bitch you're talking about? He's all, yeah, how, how serious is it? How, how serious? How serious is she? The girl in the veil. The, the girl, you want to know how serious she is about getting married? This one right here with the veil with their grooms, literal fucking face on it. I was like, men sometimes are trash. And I was like, OK, we got it. And then I felt bad because this is the, the one time, probably the only time I really got stressed uh, as I was like, I need to get us out of the bar. And George had like, ordered food he was eating. I was like, I need you to fucking eat. Like I and I didn't want to be like because the guy was at the bar. This is a small dive bar. And I was like, no, we need to get out of here because I was like, I, I'm just catching creepy vibes. I don't want her to, him to say anything to upset Krishma. And I also don't want to have to beat his ass and pull his hair because that's what I was about to do. So anyways, we left. We went to the bar number three and, you know, it was time we had to we it was time to take Krishma back. So we took her back home, put her to bed. And I thought this was the last we were going to see of this bitch. But you know what? She fucking woke her ass up and rallied again. And we had a dance party and I ordered pizza. It was just such a fun time. 
just such great vibes. And like, this is what I have to say about bachelorette parties. And I've said it, you know, a hundred times now when I talk to people, I'm like, they are just gonna be fun. Like you do not have to stress so much about location or anything like that. Like obviously do you, if you have it in your head, you want to go somewhere, like go there, but don't be stressed and think that you need to do something so wild and crazy because that was one of like the best weekends I've had. It was so fun and it was chill. And, you know, she felt like a bride and she had a good time. That's all that really matters. Like, I think as a maid of honor, too, I, I know I get stressed and I want everything to be so perfect, but it's like a couple jello shots and some good music and like you're good to go, you know. So anyways, it was just a really, really, really great time. And I'm so glad that that I went and um, got to give her this best time. So then, you know, I came back and last week, you know, the the otter was coming over on Tuesday and, you know, we've talked about I was like, you know, I'd love for you to start meeting my friends like would you be open to doing double dates and he's like oh of course like I yeah I would love that and I'm like okay well let me call up my cousin Danielle and see what she's doing on Tuesday and maybe her and Kev can come meet us for dinner so we did we went to Blue Line Pizza in uh, downtown Campbell and we had such a good time so yeah this was his first time and I was also excited because listen I want to know if we're one of those couples my biggest fear is being a boring couple because you know they exist you know they fucking exist where you're like there's it's twofold it's either like I don't like them at all and they're boring I never want to see them again or it's that you know when they're apart like they're really fun they're really fun individually but when they're together it's just like not it and I'm like I cannot be that because I know some of you fuckers were saying that when I was dating Jimmy and like I stand by you you weren't wrong but it's like I can't you know and I just I want to be someone that they're like, they're so fun individually and they're fun together, you know? So like, that's the goal. And I trust that my cousin's going to tell me the truth. Okay. So we went, we had, we just had so much fun. Like there was laughter. We had drinks. Like the vibes were just good, you know? And I just felt like, okay, I feel like as a couple, like we could be couple friends. Cause that's the other fun thing. It's like, listen, I love being a good couple friend. Like usually I'm the third wheel. OK, so when I get to be a couple friend, I love that. So I was, you know, snooping out if we we're going to be like taking vacations together in the future. And I felt like, yes, and it was such such a good time. And like, you know, it was so funny because Danielle was telling me that Kevin was like, wait, if we're meeting the otter, does that mean that? the plunger story is fair game. Like, can I bring it up? And Danielle was like, please do not do not embarrass her. Don't bring it up. And I was like, oh, my God, no, you totally could have because we literally talk about that story all the time. You know, like I was saying today. So we're going obviously to the Taco Bell Cantina and I was crying earlier and I was like, yeah, I got really sick. Actually, this was so funny. I got so sick on what was that Monday night? I think Monday night and there was a spider in my room. So I was sleeping on the couch because I think that that means I'm hiding from him and just let me live in that delusion. But I couldn't sleep. So I was like, you know what? I'm feeling depressed, whatever. I just I'm going to watch Remember the Titans. Like, you know, this is my movie. I fuck with Remember the Titans. So I'm watching it and um, then I get really sick. So now Denzel is, you know, on the field doing his yelling, not yelling too much like, you know, the guy from Last Chance You. But he's basically giving this inspirational speech. And I, you guys, I'm just going to be a little gross about it. Like it was coming out both ends. And I was like, I'm so glad Denzel is here to to coach me through this moment. But like, this is horrible. And uh, anyways, so I was like crying about my health this morning. And then I was like, but I'm so excited for our day today. He's like, well, yeah, we're going to go to Taco Bell. And like, hopefully, you know, 
Like, it doesn't upset your stomach. I'm like, oh, honey, <laughs> babe, <laughs> we already know. You know what I mean? Like, we, we're going to Taco Bell. Like, this was not created for the weak stomach, okay? But the weak stomach in me is like, I need it. And I will say it does feel like it's a little classier when it comes from the cantina, okay? But it still is Taco Bell. And so anyways, um, you know, I was like, listen, this is what we're going to do. You know, like, I'm not going to be like super sick later, but I am going to have to poop. And I'm going to need you to do what we did last time and put on a movie and make it loud. And he's like, you know, it's not like I'm sitting there listening for you poop. But he's like, it's also not like I don't know that you poop. The illusion's gone. Like, I've seen it. And I was like, I just, I would have loved to live in that life just for a little longer. But you're right. Like, when you have Crohn's disease, you don't have the fucking pleasure of being a girl who doesn't poop okay it's just it is what it is and it was just so oh my gosh it was so funny and yeah I was like no that story so for whoever's next to meet him if you want to bring up the plunger story you can Kevin you are given the green light for next time we are together to bring it up and it was just so fun I'm Danielle so grateful I know you're listening because you're my girl uh thank you so much for for being the first people to meet him and you know I I love it. It sounded from her review that she had a good time. The otter loved it. And um, yeah, I'm so excited. He's starting to meet the people, which is really great. And I'm looking forward to more double dates. Ah, oh my gosh. Can you believe it? You guys, we've come so far. Um, okay, so I've only got a couple minutes here, but I want to do an Ask Ashley. And listen, I feel like I've been writing this one out to talk about and I keep putting it in like the Ask Ashley segment. I keep putting it in I'm sorry what moment or just like leave it out there. But I just want to talk about something that isn't talked about enough and that is the double chin. I feel like we're on this really good body positivity moment and I want us to get there with the double chin as well because I am getting trying to get there myself. There are so many pictures that I don't post because I have a double chin and it makes me so angry. Like so recently I posted now you're going to go back and look for it. But I posted this picture with my sweet niece um, uh, Madison. It's her very first birthday party this weekend. And I my mom took this really cute picture of us a couple weeks ago and my hair looks like really red and I loved it and she looks so happy and I love the vibes and I was in my auntie sweatshirt and I wanted to post it and it was like such a genuine like happy picture but I noticed like I had this double chin and so I was like going back and forth about posting it and I was like no we should not be stopping pictures for something that's so normal to have like you know every angle is gonna look different and that's genuinely what you look like when you're laughing and, you know, I think that we should be posting them like I think that we need to stop being such fucking haters about the double chin. I am starting the double chin movement. Um, You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we all want to look our best, you know, but I just feel like, you know, do you to be healthy. But I just I don't know. I grew up in a world where I hated everything about my body and double chin being a big one. And and that's so hard because you can't make every angle fucking perfect when you take a picture, you know, and there's just been so many great memories that I haven't shared. And I'm a social media whore. And there's so many like great memories that I hold back from because I have a double chin. Like there's so many wedding photos, I would say that I'm in that I always feel like I feel like every wedding I'm in, it's like nobody can respect my angles and it's probably because they're respecting the bride's angle but I always have like so many chins and I just feel fat and ugly and I'm like but why you were so genuinely happy that day and I want to share that and it's all because I'm insecure about having two chins and I'm just saying it's a journey I'm not saying I'm gonna post every fucking bad selfie I ever take 
But I just want to start getting more confident about it. Because, like, I'm sorry, what? It's just a face. And most of the time, people don't even notice it as much, you know? And I think the less that we come hyper fixate on it and the more it becomes like a normal thing, like the less and less and less we're going to feel like, you know, we're in this horrible place with like triple chins, you know? So I just want everyone to feel comfortable and confident in their body because that's what I'm working on. Like as I was literally crying to the otter this morning, being like, I don't know, I just feel fat and ugly and my face is breaking out and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know, I was just being grumpy and sad and all sorts of shit. And, you know, we're all going to have those moments, but like I'm trying to make that like, you know, not a 60-40 in my life, more of like a, you know, like a 2080 or something where it's like, am I, I'm trying to make it so I don't feel the majority of my life like a fat fuck and feel like the beautiful person that I am because I am pretty and like I should know that and I should not be worried about my double chin. Anyways, right over. I'm sorry, what rants? I just want you to be happy and don't worry about your chins. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so sorry I missed last week. Um, I appreciate all the love and support from everybody. I, you know, I really hope that this podcast just keeps going. It makes me so happy to do it. I, I genuinely feel in a better mood um, now that I did it. And I'm so excited for this week's I'm Sorry What Weddings, you guys. I was so fun having my dad on. He is such a good guest. And, uh, you know, I think that you can just tell the the best friendship like I felt when I was listening to it even though it was me I'm like oh my god this is like so sincere these two like best friend father daughter duo um I just feel really lucky to have such a special relationship like that and I'm excited that I get to share that with everybody and I do ask him what he thinks that I am like as a bride and um man oh man is is or what I'm gonna be like as a bride and it's an answer I think you all should hear. I think you're going to have a good laugh. And uh, yeah, so please like, comment, subscribe, and download. I am so close to my next two champagne goals. I'm down to 99 uh, average downloads a week, and I'm looking for 100. And I am only like 200 downloads away from hitting the 10,000 goal. And I'm like, listen, you guys, we all need more champagne in our lives. So let's do this together. Uh, please share this podcast with a friend that you think will love it. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ashley Sleek. And by all, I mean just do Instagram and TikTok. That's that's where the party's at. Okay, love you. Okay, bye.